48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The national security law will feature in music classes and biology lessons under new Education Bureau guidelines. Plans are revealed to lure SAR residents practising medicine abroad back to Hong Kong. And British regulators strip a Beijing-run television channel of its right to operate. Children as young as six are to be given lessons about the national security law according to a curriculum framework announced by the Education Bureau. Francis said has more. A notice sent to schools by the Education Authority showed that the national security legislation will be incorporated into many subjects, from Chinese to biology and even music. Junior primary school pupils, who are aged between 6 and 8, will have to learn the names of the four offences under the new law, as well as the origins of the basic law and the one country, two systems principle. When they reach high school, they'll be told about what behaviour is a crime under the new law, as well as challenges faced by the nation in international affairs. Officials say schools should also prevent and stop activities that violate the national security law and keep politics and illegal activities out of campuses. The government has proposed new arrangements to allow Hong Kong permanent residents who are working as doctors overseas to come back and practice in the SAR. Here's Wendy Wong. The chief executive says the government will table a proposal to change the law to facilitate the return of doctors abroad to help ease a shortage in the territory's public hospitals. Carrie Lam said those given the right to work in Hong Kong must have graduated from recognized medical schools overseas and be qualified to practice. She spoke through an interpreter in LegCo. And the Secretary for Food and Health have visited these countries and talked to medical students there and they all expressed an interest to come back. First, we'll allow the sons and daughters for Hong Kong who've completed their medical studies and who've become qualified to come back to practice in Hong Kong. That's the first batch we are considering. We hope by doing so there won't be too much um, uh, opposition from the local medical sector. Mrs Lam added that doctors returning from overseas would be required to work at public hospitals for a relatively long period of time before being given full registration. She said overseas doctors could help tackle a shortage of more than 600 doctors at public hospitals in Hong Kong. But the president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association, Arasina Ma, says there's no longer such a pressing need to draw in doctors from outside Hong Kong, saying the chief executive was overstating the problem. I don't think our shortage of manpower in public hospital as, as, as exaggerated as you mentioned because um, we are going to have more and more medical graduates com- uh, coming in the uh, recent couple of years. And secondly, because of the downturn of the economic environment, uh, actually less and less number, less uh, colleagues are leaving the public sector to the, to the private sector. Britain's media regulator has revoked the broadcast licence of China Global Television Network, or CGTN, after concluding that the Chinese Communist Party had ultimate editorial responsibility for the channel. Shortly afterwards, Beijing lodged an official complaint over the BBC's COVID-19 coverage. Violet Wong reports. Britain and China have been exchanging barbs for months over Hong Kong, concerns over the security of Huawei technology and the treatment of Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang. After an investigation, the British regulator Ofcom concluded that CGTN, the English-language overseas arm of mainland state broadcaster CCTV, is ultimately controlled by the Communist Party, which disqualifies it under UK broadcasting laws. 
It also said it expected to conclude separate sanction proceedings against CGTN soon over allegations of due impartiality and fairness and privacy breaches regarding its coverage of Hong Kong's protests in 2019. Within minutes of the Ofcom statement, China said it had lodged stern representations to the BBC over what it said was fake news coverage of COVID-19 and urged the broadcaster to publicly apologise. The foreign ministry complained about coverage broadcast on January the 29th about the coronavirus, saying that the BBC had recently linked the pandemic to politics and rehashed theories about covering up by China. Dozens of buildings in an area of Yamate are among the latest to be subject to an overnight lockdown. The area overlaps with the site of a previous overnight lockdown last week that found one coronavirus case. A building on Shanghai Street in Mongkok has also been locked down. Officials say they hope to complete the operation by the morning. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Health authorities have ordered more than 200 staff at a hotel in Hong Kong to get tested for COVID-19 after another staff member there came down with the infection. Wendy Wong reports. Officials said a customer service officer at the Harbourfront Horizon has contracted the virus. A repairman was infected earlier. The two staff members had not come into close contact. Last month, more than 80 security guards of the hotel were sent to a quarantine centre after six guards tested positive. Albert Al from the Centre for Health Protection said the risk facing hotel guests is low but cannot be ruled out. The staff wore masks during their work, so the infection risk from the staff to the residents is low. We issue a compulsory test in order to test all the staff of this hotel first. Health authorities reported 22 new coronavirus infections for the day, 19 of which are locally acquired. Officials are unable to trace the source of 10 cases. More than 30 other people have tested preliminary positive, including a housewife who lives in a private residential block in Chunmun. She was tested during an overnight lockdown of Tower 1 of Goodwill Garden. The chief executive says the government will look at introducing a series of new laws to tackle privacy infringements, hate speech and fake news. She says such problems have proliferated on the internet over the past two years and her administration will table legislative proposals after considering what other jurisdictions are doing. Carrie Lam says one important area that needs to be looked at is how to better regulate public record searches, saying the current mechanism is prone to abuse and can facilitate so-called doxing activities. Given the high level of concern shown by the society on protecting personal data privacy and given the acts of doxing in recent years in which personal data has been obtained through inspection of registers, different government departments are currently reviewing the legal requirements and administrative arrangements for the public registers maintained in order to balance the rights of different parties and soon legislative amendments could might be made if necessary in order to achieve the goal of allowing public inspection while protecting personal data privacy. Former RTHK producer Bao Choi was arrested last November for allegedly breaching the road traffic ordinance by conducting license plate searches for a documentary on the Yunlong attacks. <coughs> Meanwhile, Kerry Lam has criticised RTHK, saying improvements must be made at the public broadcaster. She says an unacceptable amount of complaints were substantiated against the department over the past year or two. The CE spoke through an interpreter. 
as a public broadcaster and government department in、um, less than two years. There were seven substantiated complaints against LTHK.、Um, one serious warning and three warnings were issued, and this is certainly unacceptable.、Um, this is unacceptable for any government department. Improvements must be made, and the process had started. And a report is due very soon. Once the report is available, the government would follow up. The chairman of the Journalists Association, Chris Young, says the government is using doxing as an excuse to curb press freedom. He's urging the administration to make it clear that the media can continue to search public records for reporting purposes. Carrie Lam today has not categorically differentiated、uh, between, say, doxing and journalists'、uh, right, say, to conduct search、uh, for reporting purposes. They are two issues that should not be mixed up. It seems to us that、um, boxing has been used as an excuse to put, say, restrictions on, say, journalists, and by doing so, putting、uh, curbs on, say,、um, press freedom and people's right to know. Canada has announced details of a new work permit for Hong Kong residents that will put them on a pathway to immigration. From Monday, people who've graduated in the last five years can apply for a permit to work in Canada for three years. Those already in Canada can apply online, although people applying from abroad are warned that because of COVID restrictions, they can only fly to the country with a travel exemption or a job offer. Ottawa says the move is a response to Beijing's imposition of a national security law last year. The Labour Secretary Lord Chikwang says the government will make it easier for families that don't have full-time work to make claims under a pandemic support scheme. The minimum number of hours a claimant must work is being reduced from 142 to 72. He's asking Legco's Finance Committee to fund the change. The major purpose is to address the concern、uh, during these days, where a lot of people who cannot work full-time and have to take no pay leave. Uh, and in these circumstances, a lot of families or individuals, because of this situation, apart from reducing income, they may lose the eligibility to apply for the working family allowance. And therefore, we consider it is timely to propose a lowering of that、uh, basic、uh, working family allowance working hour requirement to 72 hours. A 24-year-old construction worker has been jailed for three years and two months after he admitted possessing explosives in his Tinshuai flat. Francis Set reports. The district court heard that Lo Chenhei was arrested on August of 2019 after the police searched his home in Tinshuai Estate. They found items including 30 homemade smoke bombs, ingredients to make Molotov cocktails, and a notebook filled with chemical formulas. Besides admitting to possessing explosives, he also pleaded guilty to possessing items intended to damage property. In sentencing, Judge Timothy Casewell said a deterrent sentence was called for due to the quantities of the explosives and flammable items found. The court added that Lo committed the offence during social unrest in 2019, and although all the items were found in his home, they could have been taken out to the streets for use. But the judge also noted that Lo has shown remorse, with psychological reports suggesting he had a low chance of reoffending. 
Overseas, Myanmar's military leaders have blocked access to Facebook, the main route to the internet for most Burmese people. Officials said the social media platform was shut down to boost stability following Monday's coup. Protests continued overnight, spreading to the city of Mandalay, where people banged pots and pans to express their opposition to the military takeover. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Head. Facebook is uniquely powerful in Myanmar because it became the kind of default national browser as it was offered without having to pay for data when mobile telephones and the internet first arrived in Myanmar only uh, seven, eight years ago. And so Facebook has had huge penetration in Myanmar and without it, it'll have a huge impact on everyone in terms of getting access to information, but it will allow the state to try to monopolise information as it did back in the old days of military rule more than 20 years ago. A court in Belgium has jailed an Iranian diplomat for 20 years for plotting to bomb a rally of exiled opponents. Tens of thousands of Iranian activists and international politicians had gathered in France in 2018. The court said Asadollah Assadi had the backing of the Iranian state, but Tehran claimed he was the victim of a Western trap. The BBC's Simon Ponsford reports. Police said the diplomat, who was based in Vienna, handed over a package of explosives to a Belgian couple. The plan was to bomb an Iranian opposition rally outside Paris in 2018. The attack was foiled. Prosecutors said the event could have been a bloodbath. Ambassadors, Western politicians and Donald Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani were also at the rally. It's the first case brought by a European government against an Iranian official for terrorist offences inside Europe since the 1979 revolution. To sport and tennis officials say the Australian Open will begin as normal next week, despite yesterday's announcement that hundreds of players and support staff must self-isolate. Up to 600 athletes and officials are involved after a security guard at the hotel they were quarantined in tested positive. But the Premier of Victoria State, Daniel Andrews, said he was confident that the competition would go ahead. There's no guarantees in any of this, but at this stage, the tournament proper shouldn't be impacted by this, but these things can change. And I... I'm not about predicting things other than saying it's dynamic, it's infectious. I think every Victorian knows that uh, now these are uncertain times. The last 12 months has been. But at the same time, this has been a very, very good a, a textbook uh, response to this. The president of the Tokyo Olympic Games organising committee, Yoshiro Mori, has apologised for saying women committee members talk too much. Mr Mori told journalists he was not thinking of resigning. <laughs> In regards to the comment I made at the Japanese Olympic Committee Board of Trustees meeting, I recognise it was an inappropriate comment against the Olympics and Paralympic spirit. I regret it deeply. I would like to take back what I said. I also want to apologise to the people who were offended. Asked whether he believed women did speak too much, Mr Mori said he didn't know, as he hadn't listened to women lately. A reminder of our top stories tonight, the national security law will feature in music classes and biology lessons under new Education Bureau guidelines. Plans are revealed to lure SAR residents practising medicine abroad back to Hong Kong. And British regulators strip a Beijing-run television channel of its right to operate. The news from RTHK. And our newsroom, thanks to Steve Dunthorne. Fifteen minutes after eleven. Woke up this morning feeling fine. Yeah.
Three uh, into uh, hour two of uh, Sunday late, into something good and uh, Herman's Hermits. So the year was 1964. Uh, they say that you're a runaround lover, though you say it isn't so. Really trying each time that. 